Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. It is August 24th, 2016, and you are indeed Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by yes, we have a sponsor. We're not like we're not like Ernie. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you where, where you want to go and where you want to sit. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come all, come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. I have used SeatGeek personally to get tickets, to even to sell tickets, and the process is extremely easy. You pick the event you want to go to, you can use your phone, you can use a web browser, whatever you want. You can pick the, the event you want to go to, see all the available seats, and there, there'll be a little green dot, and if it's a green dot, that means you're getting a good deal. Uh, according to the market, according to face, you know, all, all these different formulas, you're getting a good deal. You see an orange dot, maybe you want to wait a little while, see if the prices get a little bit better. But it's that easy. You click on it, you find the ticket, you buy the ticket, it's delivered to you. You can get it on your phone, uh, you can get it paper, whatever. Uh, you will get in the game. It is your best way to get into any game. It's designed to make your life easier as a sports, sports and music fan, really any event. Uh, that you want, you can probably find on SeatGeek. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, click add a promo code, and enter the code LOMAGIC, and you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase today. And now is a good time to think about using the SeatGeek app because uh, on today's show, we have a special guest, Knox Bardeen of Locked On Falcons, as the Atlanta Falcons will travel to Orlando to take on the Miami Dolphins in preseason NFL action. So we'll talk a little bit with him about that and what's going on in the city beautiful uh, tomorrow night as the NFL makes its triumphant return to Orlando for the first time in more than a decade. Really, I think even more than 15 years. I, I can't remember the last time the NFL was in town. And of course, they'll be here Lots and lots of times uh, as as the Pro Bowl moves to Orlando in January. We'll also talk a little bit about Aaron Gordon and what he needs to do to improve. But where I want to start off first is some some little little bit of news, a little interesting tidbit of news. Uh, in, in the midst of all the things that are the the few things that are going on, uh, yes, we saw you working out with Serge Ibaka at RDV yesterday, Evan Fournier and. Uh, I, I'm a little upset that 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 I didn't come down and say hi because I was at RDV working out myself. But uh, the little bit of news that came out yesterday, Bismack Biyombo will be joining Basketball Without Borders uh, in their first camp in Angola. It's it's a if you don't know Basketball Without Borders, it is a a fantastic kind of half talent development, half 
uh, community outreach program that the NBA does. They do it uh, in several places throughout the world. They do they do a lot of programs in Africa. They do some. They've done some programs in Europe, and they've done some programs in South America and and Central America as well. But this year, Bismack Biyombo will be part of a contingent that includes Toronto Raptors uh, general manager Masai Ujiri. Uh, if you don't know his story, his story is fantastic, and he's. Uh, a tremendous asset uh, for the NBA, just not just just not only a really smart guy and a great GM, uh, but also a, a, tr- a tremendous person giving back to uh, where he came from uh, in Africa, uh, throughout the continent, not just uh, where he came from. Uh, Eric Bledsoe will be there as well, as will former uh, Basketball Without Borders, uh, as well as several other NBA players. Dikembe Mutombo will be making the trip, as will uh, Orlando Magic Director of uh, Pro Scouting, Harold Ellis, will be one of the coaches uh, helping out with the camps that are going on there. Bismack Biombo will be one of the star players going on that trip as well. He uh, is not from Angola. He's from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Uh, but certainly a program like this uh, would have helped him get discovered and, and, would, and would have helped him get introduced to basketball as a sport. It's a great community outreach program uh, for, a lot, for a lot of people. And you know there are going to be 87 boys and girls from 27 African nations that will be participating in the main camp, and then they'll also be doing community outreach. They'll be doing youth camps uh, with some of the younger children from schools in and around in in Angola, as well as refurbishing some schools uh, throughout the throughout the country or in, in parts of the country as well. Uh, this is a, this is an effort that's joint effort by NBA Cares, UNICEF, as well as the Angola Basketball Federation, and it's fantastic to see. Bismack Biombo giving back to 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 a, a community. It's not necessarily his community. I, I know there's lots of criticism in the media that that we kind of think of Angola or Africa as this monolithic country. It's not. There are many many countries. It's a big big continent. There's there are a lot of people. So I don't mean to to have it come off like that. But certainly this is the NBA giving back and, and investing its resources in Africa and, and trying to find basketball talent, introduce people to basketball, introduce the lessons of basketball, most importantly, uh, and to give back to communities in need as, as certainly they are here. So Bismack Biombo will be heading over to Angola August 31st through September 3rd for this camp. Uh, Eric Bledsoe will be there. Luke Mba Mute will be there. Luke Richard Mba Mute will be there. Former Magic Center and Nigeria national team Legend, as I called him, Olumide Oyedeji will also be one of the instructors for the camp, and so it is a, a fantastic opportunity there. So now I want to move on to our main topic of discussion today, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with the magic, but we are citizens of this, or at least I am a citizen of the city of Orlando, and so uh, for since there isn't a Locked On Dolphins yet, and and lock, the Locked On Podcast Network, again, is continuing to, to grow and expand, uh, we've got pretty much every NBA team you would want there, as well as several NFL teams, uh, including our guest Knox Bardeen of Locked On Falcons. Uh, I know Locked On Buccaneers. Uh, with Greg Alman is also available, so be sure to check that out. But I brought, I wanted to bring in someone who could tell us a little bit about the game we're going to see tomorrow uh, at Camping World Stadium between the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. And so I brought in Knox Bardeen to to tell us a little bit about the game uh, and what to expect. So here's my interview with with Knox Bardeen that I did earlier today. And I'm joined now by Knox Bardeen of Locked On Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As many of you know, the Miami Dolphins are taking on the Atlanta Falcons here at Camping World Stadium in Orlando and wanted to give you all a brief preview of that game. Knox, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I think I've finally gotten used to staying in Orlando instead of Miami this week, so I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. 
Yeah, it's it's too it's too bad you won't get to see Hard Rock Stadium. It, it look the new changes there look nice, but it, I don't think it's quite ready for football. And we're certainly happy to have an NFL game here. It's been a very long time since the NFL has been in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of college, good college football played there, but the, the NFL kids are coming to town. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and 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 Orlando's kind of in in like NFL purgatory. We you know we're stuck in the middle between three NFL teams. I don't think there's really a quote-unquote home team here in Orlando. There's certainly some Bucks fans. There'll certainly be some Dolphins fans at the game on Thursday. Uh, and there's definitely Jaguars fans, especially with Blake Bortles there. But I wanted to ask you specifically about the Atlanta Falcons. They're, they're always an interesting team. They've got Matt Ryan. They've got uh, some really good players. But last year, it had to be a little disappointing to go 8-8. Eight and eight. How can the Falcons turn it around? What are they, what are they working on uh, as they enter this, this critical third preseason game uh, uh, coming to Orlando? Yeah, the two biggest areas of concern right now, one offense and one defense. I'll start with the offense. And it's something that this team worked on yesterday almost solely in practice was scoring in the red zone. Last year, red zone efficiency for this team dropped from a little over 60% to to a little over 50%, which moved them from 6th in the league to 18th. So they have to uh, fix whatever they get inside the 20-yard line to score touchdowns instead of moving away with field goals or nothing at all. So that's a, a big issue on offense. On defense, the middle of this defense was just play, a place where opposing teams went to, to gain yards um, all day, all season last year. So they, they, what they did was they brought in two uh, rookie linebackers that are extremely fast, both you know, you know, up in the 4-5, 4-6 speed area. Uh, they brought in a strong safety rookie. So a lot of their draft was, was built around making this defense much, much faster, and, and they think that's going to help them stop opposing teams. And that's that's good to hear. And obviously they went they went eight and eight last year, so you know they're not too far out of the playoffs. And you're never too far out of the playoffs uh, in the NFL. Is the expectation for this team to to get back to the postseason or, or even to compete for a, a, an NFC South division title? I know the Panthers are there; they're still as good as any as anyone else. But is is, is that still is that the goal for the season to, to get back to that level? It depends on who you ask. If, you, if you're a tried and true fan of this team, yeah, they're expecting to get to the playoffs. If you're more a realist. If you remember the media, you you have to look at this um, team and say this team should be better than last year's. In fact, on paper and on the field, it will be better than last year's. However, the schedule is brutal. The Stockton schedule is the toughest in the NFL, especially early on. the The first four games are all you know really really tough. The first nine weeks are seven fantastic quarterbacks coming to town, including the reigning MVP of the league. And you said the Carolina Panthers. They were 15-1 last year. That's a team that, that didn't get any worse off, so I think everyone in the NFC South is chasing the Panthers. But the Falcons right now, if you're a, a true, if you're truly looking at realism, they're fighting to, to get a game better than 8-8. Eight, 9-6 eight. would be fantastic. 9-7 would be fantastic. 10-6 would be even better. And that's when you can flirt with a playoff spot. That's the realistic aspect of this team. Uh, you know, most 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 NFL most casual NFL fans, you know, know the Matt Ryan's, know the Julio Joneses, you know, know some of the big players on this team. Who else is someone that you know, especially coming into a preseason game where you're, you know the starters should play into the second half probably, uh, but who are the players that 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 Orlando fans should be should should get to know and be looking for as they watch this game tomorrow? Well, I'll start off with the University of Florida guy who you guys might already know, Keanu Neal. This was the Falcons' first-round draft pick. He is going to be a starter at strong safety for this team. Uh, he's finally healthy. He got back on the field last week. He will play a lot 
down in Orlando, and he's supposed to be that thumper in the middle of the defense. Keep an eye on him because when he was healthy during training camp, he was absolutely so much fun to watch. So uh, keep an eye on, on him specifically on defense as well as Dwight Freeney, the new free agent pass rusher that this team got. Over on the offensive side of the football, uh, if you like offensive line play, take a look at the middle. Alex Mack is a new free agent who has revitalized that offensive line. But look a little bit behind them, and you'll see the fruits of their labor. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, both these guys have been running the ball like crazy during um, preseason, during training camp. And you'll see them explode probably once each in this game if everything's working properly. Yeah, and it should be. Uh, I mean, certainly the Falcons have a lot of talent. It seems like they have a lot of, a lot of young talent uh, on that team. Uh, it being the third preseason game, I know you touched upon this on, on today's episode of Locked on Falcons about how deep into the game the, the Falcons will play their starters. Uh, what, how, what kind of, I guess, game plan is there for the Falcons uh, in this preseason game that Orlando fans should, should expect to see? Are they going to see those starters deep into the game and, and get kind of the full third preseason game experience? Yeah, you, you mentioned it, that third game experience. Most of the time, you get in there, you play your starters the first half, you go into the locker room, you kind of tinker with the game plan a bit, you make adjustments, and you send them back out and see how they react to it. That's going to happen for a lot of the starters. There are, however, guys, and Dan Quinn, the head coach of the Falcons, said this yesterday, that just don't need to go through that. You won't see Julio Jones in the second half. He doesn't need to be out there all the time. He's arguably uh, the best wide receiver on the planet. So um, it's going to be hit or miss between a certain number of guys. Whoever needs the snaps, you're going to see them go out there. But don't be surprised if he starts pulling some of his starters, some of the bigger names, out of the game midway through the second quarter just because he doesn't want to get anyone injured. Uh, I know the Dolphins aren't necessarily your, your expertise, and, and obviously preseason you're more focused on the team you're playing. But in, in preparing for the game tomorrow, what, do you, what, what should we expect from the, Dolph, from the Dolphins from what you see? Or what, what, are, the, what are the Falcons expecting from the Dolphins uh, in tomorrow's game? The Falcons are, are expecting to be tested through the air. Adam Gase is a guy that likes to let loose uh, of the football. Uh, Ryan Tannehill needs to show that he can step up and, and air it out a little better than he has over the past couple of years. So what the Falcons are really hoping is they do exactly that. They get up there and throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And, and what that means is this pass rush that was last in the NFL for the Falcons last year with only 19 sacks, it's going to give them a ton of reps going after the quarterback. It's going to give these new linebackers a ton of reps in coverage. It's going to give the defensive backfield a lot of opportunities to play nickel, to play dime, and get some of these defensive backs on the field and see what they're made of. If everything goes according to the way the Falcons think, that's what the Dolphins are going to do. So, and that's, that's music to their ears because they really need to see what they have. And that's that's perfect. I think that's exact. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see from a third preseason game. I think is is real game opportunity, a chance to to test some of the some of the things you've been working on against someone you know you don't know what's coming, and uh, get ready for that regular season, which is you know seems like it's right around the corner. Um, or, Orlando, you know, we have we haven't had a. I don't think we've had an NFL game here in more than a decade. Um, the Pro Bowl's the Pro Bowl's coming here as well in January now. What are your impressions of what the crowd might be like in Orlando? Do you have do you have any sense of of what uh, of whether players are excited to, to, to come down to come down here? Obviously, it's it's a business trip. They've got work to do, um, and so it's it's something like a regular road game for them. But you know, neutral site games in in the NFL, even in the preseason, seem very very rare. You know, you obviously have the Hall of Fame game, and I think that's usually about it. Uh, what are your impressions of the of Orlando, of Orlando 
uh, as a, as a potential NFL market now that the Pro Bowl is going to be here for for at least the time the time being. Yeah, the players, they're all looking at this as a business trip, and nothing more, nothing less. So you're not going to get too much out of them. They're not going to put on, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse ears and head over to Disney or anything like that. When it comes to uh, what kind of crowd you guys are going to get down there, unfortunately it's a preseason game, and nobody goes to the preseason game. In fact, people are rather upset they have to pay for tickets to go to preseason games. So (laughs) I I don't think it's going to be a a hugely attended crowd. Now, you guys might get a little bit lucky. Being in Orlando and not having an NFL team – you guys might get the novelty factor purchaser of tickets. You guys might get the guys that, that you know, and, and gals who go to college games or have a lot of allegiances to the three teams in your state, but, but don't get a chance to see them live. So you might get some tickets sold that way, but this isn't going to be a, a huge draw just because it's a preseason game. Now, get a couple of Pro Bowls under your belt there, and, and then I think some of the NFL fever will start to catch. But, but I don't know if you would expect to get, you know, anything more than – a third to a half of the stadium filled for this game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if they can beat the the Orlando City game tonight or Orlando City playing uh, Toronto FC tonight. They'll probably get you know somewhere between twenty five and thirty thousand for for the weekday game today, and then tomorrow, of course, the the NFL game uh, out on the AstroTurf. So don't worry, the grass will not be torn up. the The, fa- the fake grass will be <laughs> will be plenty mowed down. Uh, Knox. Uh, Tell, tell my listeners where they can find you if they're interested in learning more about the Atlanta Falcons and listening to Locked on Falcons. Yeah, head over to Audio Boom. I'm, I'm not quite up on iTunes yet. That's going to take a little while, but um, you can subscribe to it at Audio Boom. Uh, if you'll Google Locked on Falcons, you can see the podcast there. But the best way to keep it in touch uh, until I get everything squared away, I just finished episode three this morning, is to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Knox Bardeen, K-N-O-X-B-A-R-D. E-E-N, and I'm very responsive and interactive there, so ask me anything you want. Awesome. Docs, thanks. Thank you very much for, for coming on Locked On Magic. We appreciate giving your perspective uh, on the Falcons and on tomorrow's big NFL game. We're, we're excited to have, I mean, it's, it's, I know it's just a preseason game, but I think, I think Orlando is very excited to have uh, an NFL game back in the city, and, and we're excited to have the NFL, uh, you know, the, the big sport, obviously, in, in the United States. Uh, playing games and, and having a presence in, in the city beautiful. Knox, thanks thanks very much for joining. Hey, sure thing. My pleasure. Anytime. Many thanks to, to Knox Bardeen for joining us again. You can check him out on Locked on Falcons. Uh, like he said, he's still working to get up on iTunes, so you can follow him uh, on Audio Boom. Download the podcast there. Uh, on today's episode, he talked about just how long the Atlanta Falcons starters will play in tomorrow's game and a little bit more about their upcoming game against the Miami Dolphins at Camping World Stadium. And you can always follow him on Twitter at Knox Bardeen, K-N-O-X-B-A-R-D-E-E-N. Uh, so many thanks to him. And of course, if you're looking for a ticket into the game tomorrow night, tomorrow night at Camping World Stadium between the Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons, the only place to turn is SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts have been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money. Like I said, you hop on SeatGeek, you say you want to sit in the lower bowl and you see that big green dot, that means there's a lot of tickets there and they're all for a good, they're all for a good market price. 
that's the place to go for your tickets for tomorrow's Miami Dolphins game uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if you want to go to Sunday's Orlando City game, a big game against New York City FC, that would be a place to go too. I've bought and sold tickets at SeatGeek, and I love the site. I wouldn't have them. I wouldn't want them sponsoring uh, the Locked On Magic podcast uh, without that firm seal of approval. SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deal that fits your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets is to download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC, that's L-O-M-A-G-I-C, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. It is that simple. Your best way to get into the game is SeatGeek. And I'm sure they'll have plenty on the Magic once those tickets go on sale, which will be uh, in early October, if I'm not mistaken. To close out today's show, though, I do want to chat a little bit about the Magic. We, you know, this is a Magic show. We're not about the the, the NFL uh, all the time. Uh, so I do want to note uh, at least one thing about the Magic. And the thing we want to talk about today, uh, very briefly, because I've already kind of gone a little long, is how Aaron Gordon can improve entering the season. I think, I mean, we've said this over and over and over again. This is a big year for Aaron Gordon. It's the third year of his career. Uh, it's it's a, an incredible opportunity for him. He's going to be moving to the small forward position, it looks like, a, a position that he says is his natural position. That's the place he wants to play. Uh, and the Magic are going to be giving him a lot of responsibility and a lot of trust as well. So what does Aaron Gordon have to do to to make the most of this opportunity? The big thing for him is is he's got to just improve a lot of the little things that he does. He's got to become a better shooter. That's that's without a doubt. He he is still learning how to be a a stellar shooter in the league. And you know we saw a little bit of it last year in summer league, just what he could do when he's on the ball and on the perimeter. And then that that progress was kind of halted a bit by the injury uh, by the jaw injury he suffered in July, and he never really quite got into a rhythm. He's played most of his minutes at power forward, he's, so we don't really know what he's going to be like on the perimeter offensively. We know what he can do defensively, but offensively, he still has a long way to go. Last year, he shot 29.6% from beyond the arc on 142 attempts. Not a great percentage at all, but it was an improvement over his rookie year. He, he has shown that he is improving his shooting, but now that he's moving exclusively to the perimeter, his ability to shoot is going to be even more key. And so improving that shot making is going to be absolutely big for the next step in Gordon's career. But moving on to the perimeter also brings with it other responsibilities. Uh, at that small forward position, you've got to be able to spread the floor a little bit and you've got to be able to drive and attack. And that's something Aaron Gordon has not really done very much in his NBA career. It seems like our big point of reference uh, for what Aaron Gordon can be is last year's Summer League when he was by far the best player in the Summer League and really didn't need to even be there. But he showed so much growth and development just in that one summer from the end of his rookie season, a rookie season filled with injury because of the, the broken foot that he suffered early early in the year, to July. That's three months. And of course, by the end of July, he was back on the shelf and wasn't cleared to play even uh, until the beginning of the season. Gordon seems to be healthy this summer, so we're expecting him to take a major leap this offseason. We're expecting him 
to make some waves and be able to fulfill this role uh, as the team's small forward. But to do that, he's got to hit some of these marks. It's not just about scoring average. And Gordon showed when he when Gordon got more playing time, he showed a much better penchant for scoring. He averaged 12 points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game, and 0.6 blocks per game after the All-Star break. So he clearly has that ability. But he's never had to do it consistently, and he's never had to do it from the perimeter. It's one thing to do that against power forwards. And he spent, again, the majority of his time at power forward last year. The starting lineup after the All-Star break, after the Tobias Harris trade, had Victor Oladipo and Evan Fournier manning the two and the three spots. Gordon was the four. Now Gordon has Serge Ibaka playing the four, Evan Fournier playing the two. He is the three. That's going to bring a lot different responsibilities to him. And so improving his shooting and playmaking are big areas that we need to see Aaron Gordon improve. And and I think he can improve in those areas. Obviously, experience helps. Uh, And even in that summer league, Gordon still dribbled himself into traffic. He's still got to keep that dribble tighter. And that's something, you know, it's a little thing. It doesn't show up in stats, but it's something that every player needs to work on. And so seeing how Aaron Gordon can improve is going to be a big question um, for the Magic moving forward. I think he can answer those questions. I think that he can uh, hit those marks and, and be that player. But to how, to how much and what extent and whether, again, the overarching goal and theme of this offseason has been make the playoffs. Does that help the Magic get into the playoffs? That's the part I don't think any of us know at this point. And that's the part that we need to learn uh, this, this year uh, and this season, and we'll figure out exactly what Aaron Gordon can do. You know, we don't know what Aaron Gordon's been working on. We assume he's been working on a shooting and, and working on all those things. He's obviously very excited to play the small forward. He said how excited he is for this team, and, and defensively, he's going to fit in like a glove for what the Magic want to do. Offensively is going is going to be the next phase of his game, and whether this fourth overall pick from a very good draft is going to turn into something more than just a solid role player. And I think Gordon's already a solid role player, but the Magic need him to be something a little bit more. And the Magic, I think, hope him that he can be something a little bit more. And certainly, his talent suggests he can be something a little bit more. So we'll see just how much Gordon has improved on that front. Once again, thanks thanks to my guest today, Knox Bardeen of Locked on Falcons. Be sure to check out Locked on Falcons. Uh, remember, tomorrow night, the Miami Dolphins take on the Atlanta Falcons at 7.30 at Camping World Stadium. My thanks to the folks at SeatGeek for sponsoring today's podcast and... Uh, and uh, give it, and again, uh, I mean, I, this isn't this isn't one of my reads. SeatGeek is is my go-to ticket source. I've used it personally on many occasions. I've never had a bad experience with them. Uh, there, I'll probably be using them to get tickets to the U, to the U.S. Soccer game against Trinidad and Tobago up in Jacksonville. Uh, I've been keeping an eye. I've set ticket alerts for that as well uh, for when the prices uh, go down and when when they get good prices. And if there isn't a good price, SeatGeek will, will let me know and. Allow me to make a decision. So uh, that wasn't a live read. That that's that's just genuine. I, I, genuine. I'm a user. I I would definitely endorse them and and suggest you you guys do too. Uh, if if you're looking to get into uh, into the game tomorrow or any game really. Uh, once again, thanks everyone for listening to Locked On Magic. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, they're all on Audio Boom. Many are on iTunes as well. Just search Locked On. Your favorite team. It could be the Atlanta Falcons. Could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Could be the Orlando Magic. Could be anyone. Uh, So be sure to listen to that and check those out as well. Uh, 
As always, you can follow us on iTunes. Uh, Audio Boom Stitcher will be on TuneIn soon as well. I'll double check on that one as well. So you can download us pretty much anywhere you can think of to find podcasts. Uh, we are there. You can always follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I'm happy to answer any magic questions you have. Our mailbag is open. We'll be doing a full mailbag over the weekend to run hopefully next week or the or in the middle of next week at some point. So be sure to submit your magic questions. I will be answering them in full. May even bring a few onto the Locked On Magic show as well. Thanks everyone for listening. I know this was a jam-packed episode. A lot going on in Orlando, if not with the magic. So I appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. And we will see you tomorrow. You're Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.